When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. They call them flippers. Flippers. Buying old houses, then fixing them up and selling them to us. (laughs) Yes, they're called flippers. How are they doing? I have no idea, but Tom probably does. How are flippers doing, Tom? It's not good. I I, I, I still want to buy all time. My favorite time. We're talking about house flippers, by the way. Yeah, in about 2010, I'll never forget when somebody called us and asked us about a real estate strategy or something, and about halfway through you said, wait a minute, you're going to flip houses after 2008, 2009? <laughs> you're going to do that like, again? Are you insane? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and it's the numbers still when I read this stuff, I'm blown away by the percentages. I'm trying to find the number. Here. Well, here's the thing. Um, Before you, while you look for the number, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, I got Everybody it. Yeah. wants to make a lot of money really fast. And, you know, well, you, you tune, on, you tune to yeah. DIY right. channel or HGTV yep. or yep. whatever it is, and they're showing these flippers, and they're like, we only spent $38,000 for this house and then fixed it up with our own sweat labor and sold it for a million two. Yeah, right. And right. they always do it within an hour. Well, yeah, that's How they all do they. That? You gotta, you gotta get moving. It's a I TV know, show. Fast. Oh, oh, oh! oh okay. can, can I do something Edited. first? I forgot. Yeah, you do whatever you like. You, you want to, you want to call us and talk about flipping? You want to call <laughs> us and flip out? Uh, the number is eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And by the way, Good speaking of flipping out, work, we're gonna. Way, yeah. I want to talk about some of the reviews oh. we got recently. Oh, I'm gosh. very disappointed in some of you. Yeah, right. I know. Okay, so we're talking, talk- and we recently in mm-hmm. on a radio show and a podcast, we talked about how, generally speaking, the people that end up with more, you know, they kind of get rich slowly. There was that wonderful book written, Millionaire Next Door, I think, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, that talked about you know saving and investing and not letting your emotions get the bigger part of you. But there are people that want to run little businesses. And one of those little businesses they want to run is being a house flipper, right? The problem is there are times when you make a lot of money and there are times when you get crushed. Like and any business. crushed right now. You know, like any business. They're getting, uh, house flipping reached, this is amazing, house flipping activity reached a record at the start of this year. Mm. That's like uh, 10 months ago. Well, interest rates one, were low. Yeah, one of ten transactions. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know it was that big. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, then, uh, as you know, interest rates have gone up quite a bit. Mortgage rates are now near the highest levels they've been in in 15 years. And people are losing millions. Companies are, you, I didn't know there was a company called Open Door. Yeah, I've heard of them. You know Open Door? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard of them. They're admitting. Uh, hey, we're trying to we're trying to do this quickly. And then who was it? Zillow, right? That there was kind of the house flipping business and decided good time to get out of that business. <laughs> they saw it coming. I mean, they're at least a little ahead of it, although I know they lost millions. Uh, the default rate 
on these deals has gone from 1% to 2.5%. You get the idea here. On and on and on and on and on. What's the message? Like most messages in, in this gambling side of any business, this is if you're buying a bunch of houses and you're hoping to turn them very quickly for a profit, you're gambling. You're gambling. And as with all gambling, it works until it doesn't. And then yeah, when it doesn't, you're in trouble. Doesn't work a lot. Uh, yeah, they're going through this one guy's talking about how he's got, he has uh, 11 homes. He's trying to unload them, but he's the prices keep going down Does and that, down. Do, do these stories remind you of anything in, a, mm, in our relative, to, to us, our relatively <laughs> recent past? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, th- I'm thinking 2008. I, I live in a in a community that is known for um, volatile real estate prices. Yeah, uh, they go way, down. way, way up, and then they go way, way, way down. And I, I knew a number of people, dear friends, who all believed, no matter what I told them, it didn't matter that I kind of had a clue what I was talking about. They were all in the real estate business, and they knew better than me. And they they believed that it would go nowhere but up. It couldn't end. There would never be a disaster. They were so confident. They bet their literal lives on it, their financial lives on it. I know one general who owned, he and his wife owned 15 properties worth this millions all in celebration? of in celebration, worth millions yeah. of dollars. And then 2008 hit and the values plummeted. And they were leveraged up to the eyeballs. They didn't have any money down in any of these houses. So all of their equity vanished, and they were left with these huge mortgages that they had to pay from a house that couldn't support them. So what did they do? They went bankrupt. And now he's working as a mercenary in Ukraine, right? Right, right. You've seen him on television, I'm sure, in some of those shots of the tanks. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, the, the, the moral of so many, quote, investing stories that we talk about here on Talking Real Money, the moral for so many of them is you can't get rich quickly, and it is not as easy as it often as it usually appears it seems like it's easy money again this has got to be live by this statement it looks like easy money right up until it isn't it's it always looks great right up until it doesn't it doesn't look like a scam right up until it is oh okay oh made made off i did not know that um kevin bacon yeah, that was in the news recently. I did not know that he lost millions then, of dollars to Madoff. Yeah, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he admits now, I should have known better. I should have known making 1.25 a month every month was eh, something wrong with that. Nobody does that. Well, but yeah. the, but but we, it, we say we should know better, but in reality, we don't act like we know better, even after being taken many times. Sometimes yeah, the Kevin best bacon, obviously. Sometimes the best marks are previous marks. That's a good point. And of course, Kevin Bacon, as he readily admits, go back to work and make the money. Yeah, at least a lot of other people least, couldn't. Yeah, because Kevin Bacon can make bacon. 
He's a bacon maker. Bringing it home every yeah, day. He's yeah, he's bringing home the bacon. Home. Bacon. Woo, because he's only like six one. degrees from everybody. So <laughs> I didn't know he was six degrees. Well, he was one degree from Bernie Madoff. That's amazing. Oh, that's a good point. He was right there. All right, um, can we go back to the I'm investing thing? I'm going to give the phone number thing out. Oh, okay. I thought Bernie do. Madoff was pertinent. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And as I say, I was fascinated to read the story that that depend. He isn't saying it, Kevin Bacon. That is isn't saying exactly how much he lost, but apparently it was in the tens of millions of dollars. Well, he, That's he, real money. He said it was substantial amount, a substantial amount yeah. of his wealth. Yeah, eight five five nine three five talk. We would really love it because we know that you, some of you get ripped off. We know you do, and we know you think you're right again, right up until you're wrong. So before, just just humor us. And before you get involved in something that you may just, the hairs on the back of your neck are tingling. Before you get involved, why not call us and let us look at it? Try to help you analyze it before you do it. And it could be, could be something as mundane as just, you know, whether this annuity makes sense. Or it could be that you're actually about to fall prey to a Ponzi scheme. Does happen. It does happen. All right, let's go to a question then. You ready? Did I give the phone number out? Go ahead. 855-935-TALK, that one? Okay. Well done, sir. Uh, okay, this comes from Chris in Mission, Texas. He says he's looking to, or could be she, looking to potentially tax lost harvest, mm-hmm. V-T-E-B, and buy BSV or BND. Now, VTEB is a municipal bond exchange traded fund uh, operated by Vanguard. Yep. Yep. BND is the total bond market exchange traded fund also operated by the aforementioned Vanguard. The question is, would this avoid the wash sale rule, which... Yes. Don, what the heck is the wash sale rule? What is that? All right. If you take a tax loss like I did last or this week with VT, the Vanguard Total Market ETF, if you take a tax loss, you cannot buy back. I cannot buy back VT until 31 days from when I sold it. I could buy back VT then. But But I could buy something else. Yeah. I bought the, the Avantis Total Market Index, which is, because of the way the portfolio is managed, a substantially different portfolio. The law says you the the wash sale rule is invoked if you move your money into a substantially identical product. The key word really in that is identical. You can't move from one total market index to another total market index if they're both buying the total market. But let's say you had a total market index that overweighted small cap and value. Now that is no longer substantially identical. It's similar, but it isn't identical. Okay, and so trading out of a municipal bond different bonds. ETF and buying a total bond would avoid oh, the I, wash sale rule. I, I, I'm not a lawyer nor an accountant, but I am a hundred percent confident of that answer, yes. Okay. There you go. Um 855-935-TALK, that's our phone number. You can call that, by the way, if you don't get to us during the show when we're live here on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, you can call us and leave questions at the same number, 
nine. Well, now we have people three, on the phone. You know five, that, right? Talk. We do. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. With your hook My up thing there. Yeah. is not working right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> golly, we're not going to go to one of those calls. Hey, Teresa, okay. you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Teresa. Hi there. Can Hi you there. hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I kind of have a little dilemma here that I need maybe um, some of your advice on. I listen to you guys all the time. So I have been looking for a long-term care insurance policy, but I have been turned down by everyone I approach because I am in the marijuana industry. So they will not give me a long-term care insurance policy because of that. So one of the brokers I have been working with offered me a fixed annuity with long-term care benefits. And before I did anything about that, I thought I would ask you guys what you know about it and if that would be an option that I might want to take since I can't find any other option. <laughs> we know the product. Yep. We know the product. Um, the problem is, the, po- the, the, the as always, devil's in the details. Uh, because it's an annuity first, it's going to cover. It, there will be some long-term care coverage, but the limitations. It's buying a rider as part yeah, of it. Yeah, it, it's an expensive right. thing to add on, and and yeah. and what they pay, at least in those I've looked at. Now, I, have I looked at every policy? No, but the ones I looked at, the benefit was so tiny, and was very very limited, because long-term care is pricey. Well, it's and, generally short-term care, and it's generally more than people expect. Yeah. Those are two things I know about it, generally. Um, I mean, I guess the question to you still, Teresa, would be stepping back, looking at your bigger financial plan, how much how much money are you trying to replace here? What are we trying to what are we trying to fix? What kind of insurance do you really want to have that will make you feel more secure? I want to have insurance for my husband mostly because he's not he's his health is going to go before mine and I don't want to eat up my entire fortune taking care of him. So um, right now I take care of my mom and she's on private care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, thirty dollars an hour, twenty four hours a day, it's a lot. Of it money. adds up. Yeah, hang on with us just a minute. Let's. This is an important enough topic. We want to spend a little more time on this. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. We will return momentarily. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. We are in a very, very complex area with Teresa. We're talking about long-term care. Long-term care insurance is something that for some can be very difficult to get. In her case, it's because she's in the marijuana industry. But also because of the the risks your husband has of long-term care, they're not going to rate him well. So that's another detriment. And so she's been pitched a product that we're aware of. It's an annuity with a long-term care rider. Now, often that long-term care rider, Teresa, requires a big fat payment when you um, when you initiate the long-term care portion of it. And again, this is it's such a complicated subject to discuss because there are literally thousands of variations on the theme. And that's yeah, and insurance. I, here's what I would. Here's what I would do. By the way, and I think you were saying maybe a different type of annuity product might still handle this. Well, it, it, there are different kinds. You can you can get it. You can get this rider on a fixed annuity. You can get it on an indexed annuity. I would do it on a fixed because indexed annuities are gimmicky and 
more, even more complicated than the product already is. Um, I would also shop around like crazy. Well, I would, that's what I was going to get to. I would I pound to. these guys because they get commissions well, that you can't imagine. That's why I would try to get an independent uh, look at this from a, a certified financial planner or a fiduciary advisor that maybe you could pay hourly or pay for a plan and ha- take the product in and say, what do you, which one is going to make sense for me and my husband? Because there you're going to get a disinterested party that really looks at this thing objectively. Whereas anybody selling one of those products is going to be so excited to sell it to you because the commissions are astounding on this stuff. Unless so that's you the route go I would take. with some of the no load or low load yeah, products. That's and a possibility. I, I think fidelity does, uh, a, a, no load annuities, I think. Uh, you might want to look some up online and see if you can find some true no load annuities that don't have any surrender charge. You see, the key is look for a surrender charge. If there's a surrender charge, they're not no loads. They just aren't. They're lying to you. Uh, and then look at the long-term care riders and look at them very closely. And as Tom says, you may want to pay an advisor or a CPA or someone or an attorney, a, a, a long-term care attorney, a, a, an elder law attorney, to look that thing over because the devil is really, really lurking in those details. Good luck, Teresa. Thank you so much. 855-935-TALK. Kathy, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey there. Hey, Kathy. Well, this is, hi, I appreciate your time, and I also listen to you all the time. And we um, are, so my husband lost all of his savings. Um, his father died when he was young. He was received quite a bit of money, and he lost it in a made-off type thing. Oh. So he is extremely risk-adverse, mm-hmm. like are basically sitting there losing funds. So our financial advisor <clears throat> is suggesting we put in half of our and he's basically retired I'm I'm right behind him putting in half of our retirement funds into fixed annuities um it sounds good on paper the numbers you know will will be receiving quite a bit back um monthly for the rest of our lives and with a 20 year guarantee okay so this is an immediate annuity kathy this is an immediate annuity not a fixed you're giving him the money and you're getting started getting it back right away correct right uh relatively right away within the next six months yeah that's immediate yeah yes Uh, um so my concern is i when i read and do my own investigation all i hear is you know, there's all these commissions. Mm-hmm. Be weary, be weary. How do you find and the commission? When we asked our financial, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you. It's hard to find the commission, isn't it? it? I've got the paperwork in front of me. There's no no notation of right. commission. You know it. This, this is the I'm industry. I I, I can't tell you at, at time, how much I hate the the insurance industry for its opacity. And again, I'm going because this is so important for you and so many others. Please hang on. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are 
are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. Tom's over there. Our number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Kathy's with us. Her financial advisor, not sure whether I want to use that term loosely now or not, we'll find out in a moment, wants her to put half of her money into an immediate annuity. Her husband is retired. She's approaching retirement. Kathy, what is your age? I am 59 and my husband's 69. Okay, great. Now, uh, what this is going to so, tell me, this is so going to be very telling. The interesting part is. Well, oh, go ahead. Yeah. If we, so since my husband is not interested in, in investment, investing in any, really in any form at this point, mm-hmm. if we just have, uh, let's say, $2 million sitting in the bank. Mm-hmm. Versus putting that into an annuity, we actually make out better with the annuity. Oh, you do, of course. Of course, you oh, would. Oh, yeah, Should I sure. Of course, concerned? you would. Well, here, just a couple of things. One, you said half in the annuity. What did the advisor suggest for the other half? Sitting in the bank, basically. Okay. All right. Bank. Well, only that's that comes from us. Yeah, banks. Banks are not a good place to keep your money sitting. Uh, what you need to you do can is at least do a money market fund. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I would go shopping oh, for really? a high yield savings or something like that for least, some of the money. But yeah. really, what you need to do, you and your husband need to sit down and talk about how much income you need from this money every month, and how much you need in money that's available that you can spend on on big items on you know the 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 air conditioning breaking or a new car or a vacation or long-term care you know things like that how much of that money maybe it is half but i would like you to instead of just buying the first annuity pitched to you by your advisor i would like you to do a little work and go shopping as a matter of fact there's even a good website that will help you do some shopping it's called immediateannuities.com um, and you said you you were looking at a twenty year certain annuity. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. So now, if we, my husband and I, die tomorrow, uh huh, our heirs would get twenty twenty years, right? Or if I if I stay alive till a hundred years old, um, I'll get that that um, annuity that uh, guaranteed monthly income. For the rest of my life. Okay. Because, yeah, life plus 20 years certain um, mm-hmm. is is generating right now. And bear in mind, this is not the return on your investment. What this they're is giving the, you back. Right, this right. Is, some of it is your money coming back to you. Mm-hmm. It is now paying about right. 500 right. and f- the best, the highest uh, yielding product is paying about $540 a month on on a hundred thousand dollars so if you put a million in you'd be getting fifty four hundred dollars a month does that jive with what you're saying about what we've got it it does okay yeah i would still shop around a little bit i just think it's wise rather than go with the first quote you get because these products can vary and as, as when it comes to commissions i wish they would just did you ask your advisor what the what commission was 
I did. And what did he and, say? And um, I did not get a clear answer. That's the she problem. Was not um, in any way clear. Here's what I would ask her. I would say, okay. And honestly, this is fidelity. Fidelity. Oh, I oh. feel comfortable with fidelity. Oh, oh, oh. Fidelity. I feel very comfortable with fidelity then. I feel much more comfortable. But the question you should always ask them is, okay, how much does you do you and your company get when you sell me this annuity? That's the commission. Just ask it that way. Don't say what's the commission because then they can legally say there is no commission because there really isn't anything. They can say you're not paying a commission because legally you're not. Okay. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah and just to go back and close it, I, I wouldn't have more. She's th- very excited yeah. about having us do this. You know, she. She makes a bonus on this. She makes a bonus on this deal. She makes a big bonus on this deal. And just to close this out again, back to what Don said, because I think it's absolutely imperative. Part one would be how much income do you need on a regular basis to pay the bills? Part two would how much money do you need set aside safely for anything that could come up? Mm -hmm. I would establish those things. Then I would do the shopping on what type of annuity product would fit the bill for me. And you're going to be in that 500 to $600 range per month, probably. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, welcome back. I'm Don. Tom's there. This is Talking Real Money. You want to make a little more money? You want to save it a little bit better? You want to invest it based on science? You want to enjoy a better retirement? You want to avoid getting ripped off? Give us a call. 855-935-8255. That just happens to spell talk. T-A-L-K. Charles, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Charles. Hey, good evening. Lots of evening over here. I went to the website. First, let me tell you, I really appreciate you guys' podcast. It's great. I went to the website and I posted a question and I expected a call from a Tom and Don vested advisor, which would have been fine, but I was kind of floored to find uh, to get a call from the Model Airplane Museum. Uh, the guy says, "Oh, the hey, director of the Model call. Airplane Museum uh, called you." Too big to answer your phone your phone call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was great. It was because uh, you know, like I said, I just expected I... you know you get a lot of a lot a lot of questions. There's no way you can answer. You know, any of them, and so I just really appreciate it. made me appreciate you guys even more. Well, tell you, I tell you so, what, he really actually, he thinks, they're, is, he, he thinks they're crank calls. He's just having fun. He thinks he, he, does, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't realize he's doing nice things. He's, oh, I'm going to crank call this guy. Go ahead. What's up? I, I wondered if maybe it was just Don with the, doing a really good voiceover, too. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Could have been. Um, Could have been. The question that I have is concerning... Yeah, he uh, walked with me a lot through emails, and that was um, really appreciated. And as I was listening to you all just now, I was wondering, in our situation, I'm 51, and my wife is 41, and we basically don't have much. We're almost up to about 90000 saved in retirement. So I've always been these last few years thinking that I need to be very uh, high risk to try to make the most of that I can. And in, in the emails and then on the podcast, I hear a lot of talk about bonds to kind of even it out so you're not completely high risk. Can you speak to that? Yeah. Tom? Well, yeah, uh, here's the thing about that. The reality is to make the most money going back the last hundred years, would have been it would have been a better choice just to put it all in stocks. 
stocks have made more than bonds. I mean, they should. They're risky, right? They're bets, if you will, on companies where bonds are have kind of a guaranteed nature to them. So that's the good news. The bad news is along the way on several occasions, you had to watch your $90,000 turn into $45,000. Or less. That's or le- And so that's the challenge, frankly, Charles, and thank you for your kind comments. The reality, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, there's people that manage money. They only manage stocks. They don't manage bonds. They tell people, eh, it gets ugly, call me. I'll keep you on the straight and narrow. So the reason we suggest bonds is we know, having talked to thousands of people over the last 30 years, that very few can take that sort of reduction, if you will, of their portfolio to the tune of 50% or more. So they kind of need a buffer, as you put it, you know, some ballast there for when stocks get crunched. Yeah, and and the problem is they get crunched for long periods of time. In that last 100-year period, we had a bear market that lasted the better part of a decade, over a decade, in the just after the great, or just after the crash of twenty nine during the Great Depression. But get this: this is what makes it so interesting. Over the past one hundred years, if you had invested one dollar in small company U.S. stocks, one dollar, and you left it there for one hundred years, it would be worth more than thirty thousand dollars today. One buck. One buck. So patience pays. Now, the problem, well, it's not really a problem. You're 51. Your wife is 41. If you invested 100% of your money in small cap stocks, which we're not suggesting, by the way, you you likely 30 years from now or 40 years from now, no matter what happened along the way, would have substantially more money. As Tom says, though, the problem arises during those extended periods when the market goes down and stays down for a while. We've been really yeah, lucky. We've been really lucky that they've been short the last few. Yeah, the, and I think this is going to be more of a test this time around. Charles, thank you for your call. And, and I mean, we saw this in the 70s. You saw it to some, some extent uh, from the 60s into the 70s. There's been periods a long time when stocks didn't make much money, and you had to stay invested to take advantage of that. Speaking of numbers, because this has been a favorite of yours, my friend. Who, me? The I-Bond. I-Bond. Oh, we're going to do the I-Bond rate. It's, it's been announced. Here. 9.62%. By the way, you can still get the 9.62%, I believe, if you buy an I-Bond between now and the end of October. But then after that, da, 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 the new rate is out and yeah. Yeah. 6.4%. 6.4% or... Uh, here's another number for you that maybe is more favorable to many of you on Social Security. Wow, this is astounding. The COLA, the cost of living increase in 2023, the biggest in 40 years, 8.7% increase in your Social Security benefit. By the way, on the average check, average Social Security check, that's a raise of about 145 bucks a check. That's not an insignificant amount of money. That's Ooh, real you know. Dough. Uh, hey, if anybody so one from, goes if, up and one goes down, if anybody from Coke and uh, or Pepsi is is listening, maybe even RC, do they still make that? Um, here's they a, do. Here's a marketing opportunity for you. You could you could say we want you to celebrate your big cola with a big cola. <laughs> That's good. And send out That's a coupon like for that. a big bottle of cola. <laughs> yeah. Are you still going to be recommending those I bonds though at six and a half percent? That's the okay. Question. I wasn't recommending them. I just said you for love a them. few. You I put my bond. money in them. <laughs> I, that's true. You okay, put your money where me, your mouth was. Tell me yeah. where at the time I could have gotten 
a 9% return safely anywhere else on my $20,000 that I put in. Nowhere. Nowhere. But as I always told people at the time, and no one wanted to listen because all they hear after the 9.62 is nothing, nothing, uh, that that was a short-term deal, that, and it's coming to an end. You're going to only get six and a half when they reset. Oh, darn. So I, I, I'm i going to make a little less than I make, but you know where the money was before I put it into those I-bonds? Bank of America? It was sitting in my Bank of America savings <laughs> <Just> account, <laughs> earning about mm. 12 cents on $10,000. <laughs> Touche. Uh, which does – I have one quick question here This. Chris, who asked us the earlier one, also I noticed said, also wondered what you guys think about brokered CDs. Saw a six month CD on Vanguard for three point eight five percent. Grab yeah, it, pretty good deal. Grab yeah, it, that's pretty good deal. Go get that. No, brokered CDs are great. Brokered CDs still carry with them the FDIC insurance. Yep. And if you buy them through a, a, a deeply discounted broker like a Vanguard or a Schwab, you're going to get great prices. Now, bear in mind, you don't pay commissions on brokered CDs. There's a spread. There's a bid and an ask. There's something. Vanguard will Hopefully buy. Hopefully it's small. I don't yeah, know. They'll, they'll buy the brokered CD from somebody else and sell it yep. to you for slightly more than they paid for it. But it's not a big spread, and that rate is They terrific. do the same thing, by the way, at Costco. You mean buy things at a price and then sell them? <laughs> mean, it's called a markup. Between, markup. It's the difference between what they paid for it and what you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it's called a markup. We prefer to make that as small as possible. So Right, yes. and Costco does that. I think they max their markup at 14%. It's a, it's a small number, yeah. No, but I'm saying when it comes to investing, we prefer to see it as small as possible. That's why we recommend products that have very low expense ratios that are very clear as to what they're going to charge you. And uh, and I trust Vanguard around all this as well. Yeah, we we and the other thing you might want to consider is uh, not only just getting that one, but maybe laddering some CDs so that you build a disciplined fixed income portfolio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Tom and Don are talking real money for your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, most financial advisors that you hear on the radio or you meet with, they'll they'll give you this free consultation, which really is nothing more than a sales pitch. They'll look at your money and go, oh, yeah, you need us to fix everything. We do the same thing, but we do it without the sales pitch. We actually look at your portfolio. We answer your questions. We help you solve problems, and we do it at no cost, with no obligation, and no sales pitch. So we actually help you provide you with advice that you can do something with. And it's really, really easy to get. All you need to do is go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on the button, Meet with an Advisor. That's TalkingRealMoney.com. Click the button, Meet an Advisor. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy. 